0: Welcome to Boobs Aren't Worth Dying For, the podcast dedicated to integrative health and healing from breast cancer and breast cancer treatment using the best of conventional and natural medicine. Your host, Deborah Beaumont, is an advanced practice nurse,
1: functional medicine practitioner, and fellow breast cancer survivor. Welcome to today's episode of Boobs Aren't Worth Dying for. I'm Deborah Beaumont and I'm your host. Today's episode is brought to you by Beyond Breast Cancer Recovering Your Health and Vitality Post Treatment. This is my online group program that I am talking to women about and putting together to come together and address, from an integrative perspective, recovery. Mentally and physically, from the experience of breast cancer and breast cancer treatment. We all know, regardless of the decisions we make about treatment, that they all take a toll on our body, on our emotional and physical health. I don't believe that there is really a consistent program or a consistent way of addressing those needs. And I really believe that coming from an integrative health perspective, this is a time where we can really bring health principles into practice to help get our health and vitality back to resolve some of the Ongoing issues that come up around our health, you know, the exhaustion, the brain fog, the peripheral neuropathy, the depression, all of those things that all too often are just sort of considered normal. Well, I don't believe that they're normal and I don't believe that we have to suffer with them. And that's what this group is dedicated to taking an integrative perspective to correcting those underlying imbalances and dealing with the emotional issues. So please feel free to contact me at radicalhealthrn at gmail.com and we can discuss it further today I am introducing a mini series on CBD and cannabinoids and the medicinal use of them. I think this is a really hot topic. It's something that I see all the time. It's something that I've been studying and I think it's something that there's an increasing interest in, particularly in the area of cancer management and cancer treatment. CBD and cannabinoids, they're doing research about its use in cancer, but also in dealing with a lot of the side effects that come about from the treatments. Today's guest is a great person to be talking to about this. I am interviewing today Donna Shields. She is the co-founder of the Holistic Cannabis Academy. She's a registered dietitian and nutritionist. She's had a diverse career in the U.S. Medical Corps, in the Culinary Institute of America as a faculty member, and as a media spokesperson in food and health writing. A defining moment for her came with her diagnosis of breast cancer in 2015 and her personal experience with the medicinal use of cannabis during treatment. This was a turning point for her. She decided to shift gears, follow her passion, relocated to Colorado to educate professionals on the medicinal benefits of cannabis. She has co founded the Holistic Cannabis Academy and she is very active in the field of education, particularly education around the medicinal use of cannabis. She is very interested in the use of cannabis in the opioid crisis, reducing pharmaceutical expenses, talking about the way that cannabis is actually misrepresented. Donna is dedicated not only to sharing the medicinal value of the cannabis plant, also using it as an integral part of a personalized lifestyle medicine program. She is active in education and educating other professionals about the use of cannabinoids and is a great resource to join us here today to talk about this emerging field. Donna, thank you so much for joining us. And one of the things that I didn't mention, but I hope that you can through the course of our interview is your project of launching Shop Holistic CBD, which is an online site vetting quality CBD products for consumers who are trying to navigate this crowded marketplace. That's quite an intro. So I'd like to now introduce my guest, Donna Shields. I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Well, thank you, Deborah. And that introduction sounds like I've been rather busy. (laughs) I'm sure you have. (laughs) (laughs) I I have. <laughs> yeah.
1: One of the reasons I was so interested in, in hosting you today, Donna, is not just because of your knowledge in therapeutic use of cannabis, but really, I'm very excited about your academy and the education that you're doing for professionals, practitioners, as well as people interested in it. Before we get there, I would be interested in hearing about your own personal experience and what brought you to be so passionate in this area.
0: Well, you know, Deborah, I think like a lot of things in life, what happens to you personally often redirects you in many other ways. And for me, yes, it was a breast cancer diagnosis. And uh, for someone who has made their career out of living healthy, you know, being a registered dietitian, I thought I was doing certainly all the right things, not only in the way that I ate, but in the way that I conducted my life. And yet here I was with um, with that. You know, diagnosis. And so, as I looked at treatment options, I, and because I'm a veteran, I was doing my care through the VA. I, I must say, had excellent care, uh, but that is a very conventional path of what's offered through the VA. And I decided that I was going to layer some other things on top of conventional treatment. Uh, for me, it was a few surgeries and uh, radiation. I was fortunate enough that I did not need a course of chemotherapy, but I, I made a personal decision that I was going to look at other options, other healing modalities, cannabis being one of them, uh, along with a very significant ketogenic diet, uh, use of Reiki, and and other, you know, what most of us would call holistic healing modalities. It was it was a personal journey that really led me to where I am today with with my profession and the and the academy program.
1: I loved what you referred to there and this has sort of been my mantra as I have launched this podcast which is you talked about layering. Layering conventional treatments with more integrative or holistic treatments. And all too often I think people think about these two areas as a black or white decision. You do one or the other. I think that that actually might come up more frequently when people look into this because a lot of people who are advocates of this are holistic practitioners, but it sounds like you, and I know definitely for myself, are not advocating an either-or approach, but using this as part of that integrated plan that can just be another tool and a very powerful tool to help someone in their recovery.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. I, I do find that people tend to think they have to be in one camp or the other. In fact, you can walk a line somewhere in the middle and take the best of both of what really resonates with you. And, and that's a very personal decision that's different for everyone.
1: I know we had talked about this, and I think this is something that's uppermost in both of our approaches, which is talking about cannabis and CBD. There's a lot of research out there, and it's very important, I think, for each person as they consider whether or not this is an option for them to really do your own research and really look into valid and reliable resources like PubMed and research that's out there, because of the laws and because of things that have impacted our ability to do research in the United States, uh, we don't have federal funding for valid research. So, a lot of that research is coming from out of the country. Other countries have not taken the same legal position as the United States. But but as we talk today, I really want to emphasize that neither Donna or myself are telling you to go out and use cannabis or CBD to treat your cancer. We just want to bring it to you as an option and really highlight some of the benefits that people have experienced using this. Donna, in your personal use of CBD in your recovery, what did you find was helpful for you in in terms of incorporating it into your care?
0: Well, for me, I really used it as a tool to manage what I would consider, you know, the fallout or the some of the side effects or symptoms of going through a cancer diagnosis and subsequent treatment. I know that for most people, when you have a diagnosis like this, there's a lot of anxiety and worry, for sure. Um, sometimes there's, um, uh, it interrupts sleep. We deal with a lot of insomnia and And that in and of itself then cascades into, you know, loss of energy and just not feeling very well. And then certainly as well, uh, there's the actual uh, pain management, you know, whether it's recovering from surgery, it's recovering from radiation treatment, there's a certain amount of discomfort and uh, inflammation that goes along with various treatments. And so those are the areas that I think, Cannabis and CBD can be very useful in terms of helping to manage those fallout symptoms, regardless of what treatment you you have taken. And so for me, I used it primarily as a way to manage all of that worry and the anxiety and the nail biting that, that goes on because you're thrust into a universe that you is completely new to you. It's a new language you have to learn. And, you know, for those of us who are health professionals, it's maybe not quite as daunting. But when you're coming into this from a, a straight consumer point of view, it's it's really quite daunting. So cannabis and CBD in particular are very useful for as an anti-inflammatory manage insomnia and to manage anxiety. And, and those are the three biggies that I think most people find have some some real value, whether it's a cancer diagnosis or something else.
1: That's actually one of the things that I know is highlighted in some of your courses that you've been looking at on your website, which is that the three main reasons that CBD and cannabinoids are actually used are anxiety, sleep, and pain. And certainly those go hand in hand with this kind of diagnosis. So one of the areas that I'm very interested in is oftentimes when women are using some of the long-term hormone-blocking meds, those are also main symptoms that they are dealing with. And I'm instead of taking other drugs like Advil and NSAIDs, which have detrimental effects for long-term use, I'm really interested in CBD in terms of helping manage some of that pain and discomfort. So I think that's one of the beneficial aspects.
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, I take an aromatase inhibitor, and I'm very fortunate that I have had no side effects from that. But for many women, joint pain can be crippling uh, to, to some extent. And so it's a perfect example that you just illustrated, Deborah. You know, if you're on one of these medications, and you're getting some side effects from uh, a med that you feel you should take and you want to take it and that's great this may be a way to help mitigate some of those uh, some of those symptoms
1: Exactly. I was really excited last week. Every once in a while, something will break through from what's considered, you know, something that we look at in the functional medicine, integrative health world. And every once in a while, something will break through to mainstream medicine that your doctor actually might have heard of. I I think vitamin D is one of those things that's, that's become very mainstream in the last several years. Last week, I was really excited to see an article, I believe it was posted in USA Today, but I'm not sure, about inflammation post-surgery actually being a risk factor in terms of escaping cancer cells. So one of the things that you can do is try to address inflammation i was really excited that that was breaking through to mainstream thinking however at the bottom of it it said so taking advil or a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory is advising is beneficial and i was like oh well you got the first half right (laughs) and but i i i thought, what an opportunity. I knew I was going to be interviewing you today, and what an opportunity to bring that up in terms of the anti-inflammatory benefit of these cannabinoids. It's one of the main things that we can use that doesn't have those uh, negative downstream effects of some of the prescription medications. So I'm hoping that people can actually put those two pieces together. I would really like to um, spend some time talking about your school and the academy, but before we get there, I'm hoping that you can help uh, highlight the distinction between a THC-based product and CBD, because I still think that there's confusion for people thinking that if they use cannabinoids, that that they're going to be high, that they're going to have the effect of what it was like when we you know smoked pot. And I was wondering if you could talk to that a little bit, because I think this is one of the main things that would be helpful for our listeners to know.
0: Well, that is probably one of the most common questions that, that we get. When we speak to consumers and professionals alike, and you're right, there's a great deal of confusion in really understanding what this plant is about and what is the distinction between a THC-containing plant and one that doesn't contain THC, THC, of course, being the cannabinoid that produces the psychoactive eye. So, just to break this down and make it as simple as possible, let me just say that we think of the cannabis sativa plant as the mother plant. And from that, we can get marijuana, which contains THC. We can get hemp, which is a non THC containing plant. And so, what we find today is marijuana, which obviously is legal in certain states, both medicinally and adult use and that's available through dispensaries. Then on the other side of the coin here, we have hemp. And hemp is grown and used for many different purposes, fiber in clothing, building materials. There's hemp seeds which there's an edible so there's an edible component which is highly nutritious. And then we also have something called CBD can come from hemp. Now, we can also get CBD from the marijuana plant. For probably our discussion today, uh, the CBD that most people have gotten used to seeing in retail shelves, it's available online, it's widely available. This is CBD that comes from the hemp plant. So there is no THC, there's no psychoactive component, and that is why it is a product that you can buy pretty much anywhere. I think that's a really easy way for people to break that out into those two buckets, and it makes it a little bit easier to understand that way.
1: Right. The psychoactive component of marijuana, basically the getting high aspect that we associate with it, is not necess- is not present in hemp-based CBD, which is what many of the CBD products are made from. Correct. Right. So... With the explosion of this on the market, uh, I know one of the things that that we talked about and one of the things that you're very involved in is actually making good quality Products available to consumers because, as with anything, it's not just this area, you're going to get better and worse, and there's going to be some junk out there. One of the things that I know I had explained to you that I was really concerned about is that if you're a cancer patient, obviously you're immunosuppressed, and you want to make sure you're getting a good quality product that is free of contamination. So, I wanted to highlight one of the projects that I know you're in the process of building and recently launched, which is Shop Holistic CBD, which is a resource for people to find what is vetted to be good quality products. Is that correct?
0: Yes, that's right. That's a brand new initiative for us and just launched a couple of weeks
1: ago. Oh, great. So um, so once again, one of the things that I really am very interested in people knowing is that you, you need to do your research and you need to know the quality of the product that you're getting and not necessarily just take the word of whoever you may be talking to because this is this is such a hot topic there's going to there's a lot of people coming into the field and uh, and there's a lot of information out there and it's one of the reasons I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about this now in that vein I'd like to really jump to the work that you do with your academy because I think you're just on the leading front of educating people about the about the responsible use of this. So can you tell us a little bit about the Academy?
0: Well, you know, the Academy was really the result of Laura Logano, who is my co-founder and also a registered dietitian nutritionist. We looked around at our colleagues in the nutrition community, even beyond that, physicians, you know, uh, nurses, uh, health coaches, herbalists, uh, nutrition coaches, all of these folks who we consider our peers in the health professional arena, and we realized no one knows anything about the endocannabinoid system, about cannabinoid medicine, and and patients are coming to folks and asking questions. And for the most part, practitioners are really kind of stumped for answers, and we decided that, well, we needed to do something about this. Right. And we launched into um, our first public program was an online summit, the Holistic Cannabis Summit, which was an online summit event that occurred over four days with 28 speakers. And that was, we had about 17,000 people opt in to listen to this. Wow. So we said, "Ah we're, we're onto something here and our approach all along has been different from the summit on through the academy, which is really more of our academy, is our deep dive program. And what we found is that people are talking about cannabis in, we felt a very one dimensional way that it was all about the cannabis helping to cure this, solve that problem. And we said, wait a minute, you really have to put cannabis in this holistic healing paradigm. It is not a silver bullet. It is not the be all and end all, it sure is a powerful tool when it is used in conjunction with some of these other healing modalities like a really awesome diet, with meditation, with yoga, with aromatherapy, with Reiki, with all these other tools that we can deploy. So we really thought it was important to position cannabis in this more whole body healing paradigm. And that's the way we really Present it within the Academy and that's how we're training professionals and consumers to think about it because we don't want people putting it in what what we call the pharma model. You know, the pharma model is you take one drug for one bug. You take this, it cures that. Well, it's not that simple. We know that we get much better results when things are used adjunctively and we get synergistic effects, and cannabis is no different. It works a whole lot better when you're layering these other kinds of modalities into the mix as well.
1: It's interesting that you mention that because I personally am always relanguaging how I explain this to people. And and when you bring up this pharma model, I think that's really great because not just in the world of cancer, but in the world of pharmacology and medicine, I think people are so accustomed to take this pill to fix that symptom. That is not how integrative medicine works. It's always multifactorial. It's, It's diet, it's stress, it's supplements, medications, treatments. It's not like You're going to take a supplement and see the targeted effect that you sometimes and usually get from a pharmaceutical approach. So, I love the fact that you're bringing up that this is only one tool, but it really takes a very comprehensive approach. So, when I've had a client come to me and say, Well, I talked to the person in the vitamin shop and she recommended that I do blah 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 blah, that person works in a vitamin shop as opposed to working with a professional who has specific and advanced training to help you develop a whole plan. So I think when people are looking at CBD, you can randomly pick things off the internet or, you know, find a local distributor, but as you said, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's that they're going to be able to help you put it together in a in a whole um, integrative healing plan. And I love the fact that you really couch it in that framework because it's not a magic bullet.
0: No, and what we're finding in the academy, you know, our students really range from health coaches, nutrition coaches, herbalists, nurses, nurse practitioners, drug rehab counselors. Yes. This is an important group because. You know, unlike what we had been told years ago, you know, cannabis is not a gateway drug to heavy or hard drugs. It's actually a very useful exit drug uh, off of opioids, and that's another whole topic we could talk about for an hour. Yeah. But, but the point is that we're we're getting interest from a very varied group of health professionals I'm delighted about that because they're recognizing how this can be a useful tool in their own practice, no no matter what area of medicine that that you're currently working in. All of those allied health professionals out there who are looking for other ways to help their clients, cannabis counseling and coaching now becomes a very concrete way to, to guide patients, give them the right information. So that they ultimately can make a decision that, you know, that is right for for them. So we're thrilled with the diverse group of students that have found their way to us.
1: That's really interesting. And and you're right. I will definitely have you back for a whole separate episode about the opioid addiction. But I just read today that Walnard is going to stop dispensing opioids at a certain level. And it's interesting for me, in the perspective of being a nurse for the last thirty plus years, pain management was always a huge challenge in medicine. It, it really took a lot of concentrated work and concentrated education, and and a large part of that came out of hospice palliative care movement to really educate traditional practitioners and doctors in adequate pain management. It, it was a huge issue. And several years ago in California, they had a large suit because a doctor was not medicating a, an end of life patient adequately and they died in significant pain. So this is not something that medical doctors have ever really had a good handle on to begin with, but we were making some progress. What I've noticed is that in the last year or so hearing about the opioid crisis, all of a sudden, I'm concerned that it's it's going to create this backlash where what progress we made in getting people good pain management is going to take 10 steps back. And so I think it is important to acknowledge that discovery of the endocannabinoid system and discovering that CBD can actually physiologically benefit us and that we have an endocannabinoid system that kind of runs parallel to our opiate receptor system gives us a way of addressing pain without the addictive potential of opiates. And I bring this up because in addition to the CBD exploding, I think we're going to see a huge backlash from medicine and, and doctors who don't know and just as a knee-jerk reaction are going to start cutting off people's pain medication and their and their opiates. And there is true addiction, granted, but unfortunately there's people who actually need that to to manage and to get by. And I think we're going to see a huge increase in people who need some kind of effective pain management plan and so I really want to put a point on the fact that CBD and the use of cannabinoids is one non-addictive option that people may have access to uh,
0: yes it's it's a topic that we're uh, very involved with and uh, actually uh, working on a project with uh, a nonprofit organization called athletes for care headed up by a former NHL hockey player who you know literally had a and his career at age 27. Oh, wow. And he and others like him are really making a push to educate not only was in the professional sports world, but to get the message out to consumers everywhere that, that there's another way to manage uh, pain and really doing a great job of helping to educate people on that message. So we're,
1: we're all for that. I know this is one of your mission statements, and so I want to clarify this, as I just referenced. The CBD accessing endocannabinoid uh, treatment can help people who are experiencing pain, but there's also research going on about CBD and cannabinoids helping people actually get off of chronic Opiate use that they may actually be dealing with addiction. Is that correct?
0: Yes, I mean there's actually quite a few. Not there's several studies uh, going on, and this is being tracked right now throughout U.S. and some key markets. Is actually looking at emergency room admissions um, having gone down in states where there is a very robust medical marijuana program. So correlating uh, some of the problems that. We know exist uh, with with opioid addiction and taking a look at how that has changed in states where medical marijuana is readily available. We're working with another group who is doing, uh, some broad survey work among patients and looking at their prescription usage. When people are using cannabinoids as an alternative, their prescription use goes down. I, I mean, it's there's data to support this. So type of information is slowly but surely being done, and it is uh, eventually being presented at medical conferences to pharmacists, other practitioners. We're actually going to be presenting some of this at a medical marijuana Conference for health professionals later this year. So we're I, and and I think once you can show people the data, then they can really wrap their heads around it.
1: Well, unfortunately, with certain people, the whole world of marijuana and even medical marijuana, I think for many years was kind of a wink, wink, yeah, medical marijuana and really didn't have a lot of the medical legitimacy that you're talking about. So much, I, I've been really surprised, you know, the for me, uh, references to that movie, I don't know when it was made, maybe 1920s or something, about Reefer Madness, actually seriously impacted people's view of the whole thing. And so we're really talking about really needing to come to a new and updated understanding because we're, we're kind of fighting against some really ingrained, deeply held beliefs about what it means to quote-unquote get high, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the medicinal and therapeutic use of cannabinoids and and the fact that you're not necessarily going to get high from them. I actually think that that can be a challenge because even with some women that I've talked to, they take it and they're like, well, you know, is it really working? And I think it's because they're not getting high, that, you know, it, it takes a little while to kind of get past that assumption that, that, People oftentimes are holding and may not even be aware of that.
0: Well, panophobia is alive and well. There is no <laughs> doubt about it, and right. that's exactly what we call it: canafobia. yeah. And and you can't deny it. It's it's the elephant in the room, and everyone gets to you know the you know the place of um, of, of reconciling this at a different point for themselves. And I have to tell you, it's been very interesting to us. This has skewed the the interest in what we're doing. And in medical marijuana in general, this is not a young person's thing. I mean, I can tell you probably the majority of emails that we get are from people 50, 60 plus, Mm because they are the ones managing a lot of chronic diseases, a lot of chronic pain, and they are looking for another option. So it, it really... Uh, quite all over the place in terms of demographics, of who this appeals to. It is definitely not a male oriented area of interest. In fact, middle-aged women account for a very large percentage of consumers that are in dispensaries now buying products. Of course, the other thing that has changed dramatically from back in the day of Reefer Madness is that we have so many other ways now to consume cannabis and CBD. It's not just about smoking a joint. We can vaporize, we can use a tincture, we have edibles, we have topical creams. There's so many different delivery formats now that I think it's made it a lot more accessible and a lot more comfortable for people to consider using it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to make sure that I dedicate some time here to really talk about uh, your training academy. I know that you have a certification program that I'd like you to talk about, but I also know that you have uh, what you call curated packages, which allow people to perhaps take parts of your bigger pa- certification program, digest them in smaller increments as as it fits their interests. So I'm really excited about it. I'm actually doing the training myself, so I'd really like to have you tell us about the Academy and the kind of material and coursework you're highlighting there.
0: Well, we put together our full signature practitioner program, really provide uh, a professional with everything they need to know to get started and feel pretty confident and comfortable um, going out there and talking to patients. Now, in most states, of course, it is only the physician can write the medical marijuana card. Uh, There is a huge opportunity for all the other allied health professionals get competent in this area because we're the ones spending time with the patients. It's really the physician is not the one who who has the time or is taking the time. So we find that this is a really big opportunity area for anyone who is in the health professional field. And so Our practitioner program can be completed in about three months. Uh, The modules are released about two per week. And you work at your own pace because people have jobs, life happens, you go on vacation. So you work at your own pace. And once you have the modules, you own them for life. And each one is delivered by a different faculty member who we have recruited as an expert in their own particular area. So, for example... Uh, The module on cannabis and cancer is delivered by uh, Jonathan Treasure, who is a very experienced uh, oncology herbalist. What a perfect person to do um, a module on cannabis and cancer. Other faculty are aromatherapy experts. Um, We have a pharmacist who the module on pharmacokinetics so we really made a big effort to find the right person really had expertise in that particular module topic and each module also has downloadable patient education handout materials that mm-hmm. we've developed Because we found one of the missing links, you take a training and then you're still kind of scouting all over the internet looking for stuff to give the patient. Well, we did that legwork and we created the materials that you download, print, use as you wish. And then we also, in each module, have links to additional vetted research. So if you're really into the module, on the endocannabinoid system, well, here's quite a few links that may be from PubMed, they may be chapters from books, but we have vetted those links for you. So each module is really a turnkey solution on that particular topic. And at the end of the 31 modules, uh, there is a final exam. And upon successfully completing that, we issue a certificate of training as a holistic cannabis practitioner. And that allows you to then participate with listing yourself in our directory on our website. This becomes a great way for visibility for you, for people to find you, um and it adds a level of credibility. How you can promote yourself as a cannabis coach, cannabis counselor. And we're finding most of our students are adding this as another service to whatever they're already doing, or they're kind of shifting their career a little and saying, you know, I really want to get into this in a big way. I want to be a cannabis coach. So. We have students all over the US, in Canada, uh, some even farther away in New Zealand and Australia. Education is education. No matter where you live, the foundational science and the principles are the same. So that's how our practitioner program is laid out. But as you mentioned, Deborah, we have these smaller curated packages, uh, which is the same content as in the practitioner program, but we just bundled it in smaller, bite sized pieces. And this is great for people who aren't quite ready to make maybe the full-on commitment and they want to test it out or for consumers. People, we have a lot of consumers who are very motivated and they're lifelong learners and they want to know more. So these little packages are a good way for the um, the consumer to, um, to kind of step it up a notch and, and educate themselves on this
1: topic. Great. And one area that, that I'm always keenly aware of in what I do is the same client education that you're talking about is going to be very well used as you work with doctors and medical people who don't know anything about that. There's a huge opportunity to do education there as well because not all doctors are going to be knowledgeable. They may have questions or they just may not be aware of it. So in terms of practitioners who are looking to become knowledgeable in this, that's another area of education opportunity to educate practitioners in your area or practitioners and doctors that you work with.
0: It's a great way to get referrals. Uh, Mm -hmm. Once a physician knows that you're competent, I would venture to say they will be more than happy to refer patients to the profession, to the health coach, the nurse, whom, whomever you may be, because they they don't have the time themselves, nor are they comfortable really about talking about it in any great depth. So again, this becomes a real business building opportunity for the allied health professional uh, to get referrals. And we have also found in states where there are dispensaries where there's a medical. Uh, and a uh, an adult use uh, medical marijuana program, the dispensaries themselves are happy to refer their customers to the practitioner because staff in a dispensary is certainly not going to have the level of training that a health professional will. And so we are finding, uh, and this is what our students tell us, uh, that they are going into dispensaries and getting a very welcome reception. So that too is another opportunity area for people to consider.
1: Right. As this does explode, it doesn't necessarily mean that that solid education and solid resource is exploding at the same level. So I really think that this is a, a groundbreaking opportunity for people to become you know the the trusted expert and consultant. So I think there's a, a great deal of demand for education and quality information and I think that's what your program uh, offers. One of the things that is very relevant to the women that I work with and one of the things I was excited to see that you offer in your curated program and in your larger program is a, a whole module around using this as women are dealing with hormonal changes in menopause, and that there's indication that this can really alleviate some of those symptoms. And of course, anybody who is in breast cancer treatment taking some of these medications are inducing a chemical menopause. So there may be some opportunity to use this to help with some of those symptoms that can become so debilitating for people.
0: Yes, it's women's health is certainly one of the topics we wanted to include. In, in the program. It's, it's delivered by uh, Dr. Michelle Ross, who's very knowledgeable on this subject, and so we were delighted that we could incorporate that in as one of the modules.
1: I want to let our listeners know that Donna and I were talking about this today. She is offering a opportunity for anybody who is listening today who wants to pursue any of this training and um, offering a coupon code that people can use to become familiar with the training that you 're you 're offering and and make it accessible to them
0: yes i mean're we certainly want to spread the word, and uh, I know you have a community that is interested in this kind of a topic, so i 'm more than happy to uh, offer a ten percent discount. To any of the training products that somebody may, may decide to purchase. And all that means is when they go to the checkout page, there's always a little box there that says promo code. And I know you're going to make this available um, later as well, Deborah. but putting in radical RN will be the promo code for any of your community. And when they do that, it will automatically take 10% off of whatever they have purchased in the training.
1: Wow, that's so that's great. And as I said, when you break it down to some of your curated packages, if people have a particular area of interest, you have many packages that people can choose from, to me is very comprehensive and something that I'm very excited about. And as we near the end here, I want to make sure that I mention the other resource that you're developing, which is the Shop Holistic CBD, the online site that is providing information about quality CBD products. Is there any specific thing you'd like to talk about in terms of that project, although I know it's a relatively new thing you're launching?
0: Yes, we're really excited because this is such an area of confusion for people the other day someone told me there was probably about eight or nine hundred different cbd brands out there now how can you possibly make sense of all of this right right so um right now we have uh three brands on the site which all happen to be colorado based brands because we're based in colorado but we will be expanding this to include products from other areas of the country and the world. But our goal here really is looking at brands that we think meet certain criteria and we have a checklist and the kinds of questions that we ask your listeners should be asking too when they go into a store and they're making a decision about what to buy in a hemp-based CBD product where is that hemp grown is the grower the same person who's doing the extraction has the product been tested testing is a key thing in this category because um, there are no standardizations right now. There's one thing I could tell people, make sure they do their homework on, is knowing if there has been lab testing. Right. Um, this is what's la- on the label, you know, the same as what's in the bottle because far too often, and this happens too in the supplement industry, what's on the label is not necessarily what's always inside the bottle in terms of dosage amounts. Right. Uh, but beyond that, we also want to know has the product been tested for safety with things like heavy metals, pesticides, molds. As you mentioned earlier, you know specifically if you're in an immunodepressed you know, situation, you want to make sure you're getting a clean product. So these are the kinds of things that we look for. ShopHolisticCBD.com is is our first step in uh, putting out products uh, from different companies that we that that we like that have met our our discerning criteria and and we and we feel comfortable recommending them.
1: Right. I, you know, I can't emphasize that enough in terms of especially when you say, you know, 800, my god. The and this is only going to grow because this is becoming a really hot topic. So so it's one of those things you really do need to do your homework and make sure that you're getting the right thing for you and one of the other things that we could probably spend another entire podcast on is dosing we live in a world where people think more is better which may or may not be the case and so I know that many of the courses you are offering in the academy talk about dosing and pharmacokinetics and how it's absorbed and and how we utilize it so that's another really important piece past the quality issue you know how do you advise people around dosing because that's going to be a question that comes up and it's not you know I've seen personally as I've looked through I've seen products that that have single-digit concentrations, and then I have seen products that have double-digit concentrations and triple-digit. And so that also can be very confusing about how do you dose it to make sure that you're getting the therapeutic benefit. So I think that's also another highlight of the kind of training you're doing in the academy is really talking about that in pharmacokinetics.
0: It's, it's a very complex topic for sure. And the one thing I would certainly want everyone to understand is that this is a little bit different than just taking a a pharmaceutical where you take one tablet three times a day and that's what you're told to do because everyone's endocannabinoid system is different and so with some of this whether you're using CBD or you're using a medical marijuana product a good deal of this is trial and error and finding Mm -hmm. out what works best for your body so it is not one-size-fits-all Um, there is a little bit of trial and error that goes along with this. And you feel your way along, there's certainly some guidelines out there. At the end of the day, everybody reacts differently. And it has to also do with composition of your body. And what did you eat that day, and a number of other factors that this is personalized medicine really at its best.
1: Right. And I love the fact that you couch it in a a very holistic personalized plan. Because I think that that is truly the gem of all of this. Instead of just going in and saying, give me that bottle because it looks good. It's really coaching it in a, in a recovery plan, which is the perspective that I also think is missed by traditional medicine. It's, it's not just take this pill and hope for the best. It, it really is a multifactorial process of recovery and healing and having your best quality of life. Can you tell people how they might uh, contact you, get more information, or find out about the academy?
0: Sure. Well, our website is HolisticCannabisAcademy.com. There's an email function on there that you can reach us and we try to respond as promptly as we can. If you have an interest in the training and feel you really need a little more information, you're not quite sure if it's right for you, we're always happy to set up um, a 20-minute phone consult call with professionals who want Get a little more first-hand information. So that's always an option. Um, the other website we discussed was shopholisticcbd.com and that's pretty self-explanatory but again there's an email option there if you have any questions. And uh, Laura and I you know both are available to uh, to talk with folks. Not about a particular health condition because sometimes we do get a lot of emails with people asking for medical advice on their own particular situation. And, and we're really clear that, you know, that's not what we're here for, nor can we dispense medical advice uh, to to anyone. But if you have an interest in uh, learning more and seeing if it's the right fit for you, then we are more than happy to, uh, to have a chat with you. And I would ask people, if you want to stay in tune with us on social media, our Facebook page is holistic cannabis network, and our Twitter handle is holistic cannabis, so that's another way to keep in touch with what's going on with us
1: great, so many resources i I'm really excited to be able to put this out to my listeners today, and I so very much appreciate you joining us to talk about this and I know that uh, in many ways it was just a thirty thousand foot view because there's so many things that we could do a deep dive on, but I think you do that in your academy. So I'm, I'm really excited to give this as an opportunity for people to learn more.
0: Well, I'm, I'm so pleased that you invited me. And it's a subject, obviously, that I have a very personal interest in. We're always happy to spread the word to new communities. So I appreciate your interest, for sure.
1: And, uh, and just in closing, I just want to go back and mention your book, The Cannabis Kitchen Cookbook, which I think is really interesting and and something that people might be very interested in looking at. Once again, talking about all the different ways that we can use it to be beneficial and therapeutic.
0: Yes, and those recipes are yummy, even if you're not infusing them with cannabis. The focus was really on healthful re- recipes, uh, unlike a lot of cannabis cookbooks that you find out there are from the pot brownie days. And, and <laughs> so we, we we took a complete 180 from that and the, the photographs are beautiful, um, just luscious re- recipes. So, uh, And it is available on Amazon, so it's, it's very easy to find online.
1: I'll certainly have a link to that in our show notes. And for our listeners, if you're interested in finding out more information, you can always reach Donna at... Info at Holistic and you can find more about the Academy and the educational offerings they have at www.holisticcannabisacademy.com. They have been generous enough to offer our listeners a discount if you choose to take any of their courses. If you put radical RN with a capital R and a capital RN, in the checkout box, you will get a discount for any classes that you take. I will also have that in our show notes. I would like to ask that uh, you send me feedback on today's show and let me know what you thought and let me know areas that you might be interested in exploring more. This whole issue of CBD, as I've mentioned, is such a hot topic. I am going to be bringing you a couple more episodes on this, and I'm very excited about that. I'm going to be talking next week to some women who have their own company manufacturing CBD and they're going to be talking to us about quality and how to make sure that you're getting a good quality product and some of the concerns you want to be aware of. And I'm also going to be talking to a nurse who actually advises patients around using CBD and the therapeutic use of cannabis in cancer and breast cancer treatment. So that's going to be a really exciting interview. I hope you'll stay tuned for that. As always, you can find out more information at www.boobsaren'tworthdyingfor.com, which will take you to my main website, where you can download a free ebook talking about aromatase inhibitors and tamoxifen side effects that are associated with those drugs. You can also schedule a time for a complimentary session, and you can find out more information. So I appreciate you joining us today, and please reach out. If you have questions or comments, let me know what you would like to talk about on future episodes. So take care and until next time, be well. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or feedback, you can reach Deborah at
0: RadicalHealthRN at gmail.com or her website, www.MindBodyNutritionRN.com. You can also find us on Facebook under Boobs Aren't Worth Dying For. For future episodes, subscribe on iTunes, where you can also leave positive reviews. Until next time.